This is Everyday Wellness, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve your health and wellness goals and provide practical strategies that you can use in your real life. And now here are your hosts, clinical health psychologist, Dr. Kelly Donahue and nurse practitioner, Cynthia Thurlow. Good morning. We are really excited to have Dr. Terry Walls back to talk to us a little bit about the current situation with COVID-19. If you're not already familiar with her, she is a superstar physician. She is Institute for Functional Medicine Certified Practitioner and a Clinical Professor of Medicine at the University of Iowa, where she conducts clinical trials. In 2018, she was awarded the Institute for Functional Medicine's Linus Pauling Award for her contributions in research clinical care, and patient advocacy. She is also a patient with secondary progressive multiple sclerosis, which confined her to a tilt-recline wheelchair for four years. Dr. Walls restored her health using a diet and lifestyle program she designed specifically for her brain and now pedals her bike to work each day. She is the author of The Walls Protocol, A Radical New Way to Treat All Chronic Autoimmune Conditions Using Paleo Principles. Excuse me. Learn more about her uh, about her MS clinical trials by reaching out to her team at MS Diet Study at healthcare.uiowa.edu. You can pick up copies of her research at her website and one page handouts for the Walls Diet. Welcome, Dr. Walls. It's really a pleasure to have you back. Oh, thank you so much. Well, you know, I think we should just dive in, you know, in light of the COVID-19 circumstances that we're really falling into, I'm getting a lot of questions online from, you know, patients Mm -hmm. that are dealing with chronic autoimmune concerns and wanting to ensure that they're doing everything that they can to stay well and to stay healthy during these circumstances. I know before we jumped on this morning, you were alluding to, you know, some of the concerns that are being expressed to you about immune modulating drugs, but let's start from the beginning. What where do you start with your patients when you're talking to them about COVID-19, about ways that they can you know, um, support their bodies in a, in a very natural way uh, and you know, stay well and stay in the right mindset? Um, so uh, I have a, actually a whole, whole lot to say about that. So uh, this is incredibly timely. Uh, and I, I want to be very clear, uh, we have no cure for COVID-19. Uh, and so... Uh, I, I tell people everything's changing quickly. Be sure that you're going to the CDC and the WHO website and keep reading their alerts. What I can uh, speak to today is what do we know that puts you at higher risk to get the disease and if you have disease to have more severe disease? And in that, then are the things that you could do to um, impact uh, those risk issues. So uh, I'll sort of run down them. Uh, first one, uh, your age. If you're over 60, you're at higher risk. Uh, well, you can't do lot much about your birthday, but you can do a lot about are you physiologically older than stated age or physiologically younger than stated age? And so those kinds of things uh, are, are intimately tied to diet and lifestyle choices. Um, so again, we want to have our physiology running as youthfully as possible. Uh, then uh, the next thing uh, we'd come down to would be, do you have diabetes, heart disease, severe obesity, lung disease? Okay, you have those things or you don't have those things. So if you have them, you want to get them as well controlled as possible. And every primary care doc knows And we're taught, we may have forgotten this, but we were taught (laughs) at the crux of getting great control for those things 
is diet and lifestyle, uh, is meditation, exercise, eating a maximally nutrient-dense diet that is low glycemic index. So getting rid of the sugar, getting rid of the processed foods. Uh, next thing uh, down that category, are you on a medication that suppresses your immune system? And we have over 10 million Americans taking very, very potent disease-modifying uh, drugs. And then we have you know, another 15 million that are ta uh, taking less potent disease-modifying drugs. And all of these drugs are uh, compromising the effectiveness of our, of our immune cells as they protect us from viral and bacterial infections, and they may interfere with how we uh, produce the uh, inflammation molecules, the cytokines. That makes us more vulnerable to um, viral infections. It makes us more vulnerable to bacterial infections, and it makes us more vulnerable to a screwed up reaction when we are infected. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what can you do about that? Uh, again, that uh, what are the things that are under our control? What we eat? Are we meditating? Are we exercising? Are we experiencing gratitude? Uh, so our self-behaviors. Uh, and then the next uh, uh, category that I'm hearing about, and you know, I, I'm being overwhelmed with people who want this information. I've just been diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. And my physicians are telling me, don't worry about it. You got to take these disease-modifying drugs. And the people who are reaching out, they're like, I am terrified. Mm -hmm. I'm terrified of the drugs. And now I'm terrified of COVID. Oh, my God. What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And um, what I've been telling everyone for years already is when you're first diagnosed, when you're first diagnosed, you have to make a clinical decision. Do you have to act right now because you have such a critical uh, disability, critical uh, disease state that's disabling you right now? So we have to act right now. Or are you in a circumstance where you have, you have a serious disease and what they really want to do is prevent future trouble in, in years' time? Because most of these serious autoimmune diseases have... Uh, a progressive nature about them. So we're giving you these very potent drugs because we want you to still be able to work in five years. Mm -hmm. We want you to be able to work in 10 years. So you've got time in that circumstance. Absolutely, you could do the Walls protocol. You could do diet and lifestyle very aggressively, very aggressively, be all in 110% on the diet, on the meditation, on the exercise, on all the lifestyle things that I teach. Have close follow-up with your specialist who's treating you for your MS or your inflammatory bowel disease or psoriasis or whatever it is, whatever that autoimmune problem is. And then you and your treating physician can decide, yeah, you know what? Your disease is stable. Mm -hmm. We can keep following you closely and we can delay the decision, do you need more disease-modifying drugs? I. Uh, or, and even if you have to, because you have such a critical acute lesion that is seriously disabling you right now, so, so that an acute disease-modifying drug or high-dose solumedrol is the right thing, you still want to be doing all the diet and lifestyle stuff because you'll have fewer side effects from your disease and fewer side effects from your uh, disease-modifying drugs. And you'll have 
you're addressing all those vulnerability factors that increase your risk of getting um, a more serious COVID. And I think this distinction is really, really important for everyone that's listening. What Dr. Walls is saying is that we're not not recommending that you are following along closely with your specialist and your primary care provider. What we are saying is that you want to give your body the best way to be able to heal and move forward by focusing in on those lifestyle changes, which we do have control over. This is the time to be getting better quality sleep. This is the time to start moving your body. This is the time to make better choices with regard to you know your diet, uh, dietary choices. And I think one of the things that you know I have found to be so profoundly transformative for so many patients is that when they start making small, simple changes with their diet, it has a huge net impact. They have more energy. Their yeah. you know their digestion has improved. And obviously, uh, Dr. Walls, if you watch her videos on Instagram, they're always fantastic. She shows you some of the things she's cooking in her own home. Um, always very, very colorful. But those slow, simple changes have a huge net impact. But go ahead. I know you were getting ready to say something. Yeah, you know, uh, because I had such dramatic success in my primary care clinics and the traumatic brain injury clinic, uh, my day hospital uh, asked me to uh, s- stop seeing people in primary care, and instead uh, we created uh, the lifestyle clinic uh, in the VA, and we saw people with chronic pain, uh, people in the primary care clinics, who I said, "Look, send me your most difficult cases." Who, are, who you can't help anymore. They need to know, I, I'm not going to be doing anything with drugs. We're just doing diet and lifestyle. I, and so we got a few people initially, had great results. Then we started getting more and more. And then pretty soon we have a line uh, you know, uh, out the um, hospital trying to get in because of the word of mouth in the clinical practice, in the pain clinic, in primary care, in with the other vets uh, was so astounding. Uh, and then the uh, VA central office heard what I was doing. Uh, and, and next thing I know, they're coming out to see me. And I'm a little nervous, like, oh, my God, am I going to be in trouble now? Um, but, uh, you know, they were very impressed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, and I'm teaching these concepts to people with complicated chronic diseases, many diagnoses on 20 to 30 drugs, uh, chronic pain, chronic uh, worsening health, mm-hmm. who live on food stamps often, unable to work because of their profound medical challenges, uh, shopping in small rural Iowa, going to their small rural grocery store. They've forgotten how to cook or never knew how. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're having cooking classes. We're teaching them how to make a menu, a shopping list, how to make meals. Again, using ingredients you can get in small rural town Iowa. And we transform their lives. And they're taking fewer and fewer meds, uh, having less pain, more energy, uh, better moods, uh, less irritability. Uh, and I, you know, next thing I know, I'm giving you know, quarterly reports to the pain clinic, to primary care clinic, uh, then to the hospital director and the chief of staff because we're, we're having such success. Uh, and you know, in the meantime, I'm, I'm sort of traveling the world, teaching other physicians uh, and other uh, and the public, how to use these concepts. And I realized that um, I, I have to uh, retire from the VA so that I can devote more time to teaching other clinicians how to do this and uh, the public how to do this. So I, we hire some more staff, uh, expand uh, the lifestyle clinic. Uh, and then it was at the end of 2016, 
I uh, uh, retired from the VA. Mighty Maca is a superfood drink mix full of 30 plus natural ingredients. And it was formulated by Dr. Anna Kabeca during her healing journey. Mighty Maca Plus ingredients, which include nourishing ingredients like organic maca powder, turmeric, quercetin, broccoli, parsley, trans resveratrol, pomegranate extract, and more, were carefully selected for immune support to sustain energy, provide mental clarity, and improve recovery. It also tastes delicious. It supports healthy detoxification and alkalinity in the body, balances hormones, fights free radicals, and neutralizes lactic acid, all while increasing your energy and vitality. It helps improve your digestion and reignites your libido. It's a powerful superfood drink mix that needs to be part of your daily routine. And Dr. Anna is offering my listeners 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. That's 10% off your first per that's 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. It's delicious and nutritious. Have you guys heard about a bioactive whole food on the market with 5,000 published research studies backing it? When my oldest son needed to go on antibiotics a few months ago, I discovered Armor colostrum and the benefits for him and his recovery from being on antibiotics have been instrumental in me now recommending this to my dairy non-sensitive patients and clients. Armor's colostrum strengthens immunity, ignites metabolism, fortifies gut health, promotes hair growth and skin radiance, and powers fitness performance and recovery. My son has mentioned to me over and over again how great his gut feels, how he has improved his digestion and gut function as well. Colostrum is a rich, exclusive source of immunoglobulins or antibodies that optimize our immune defense even during cold and flu season. And we know that mucosal barriers house over 80% of our body's immune cells, including including the antibodies IgG and SIG-A. And these immunoglobulins bind and intercept harmful particles like viruses, bacteria, and toxins, blocking them from crossing into the barriers into our bloodstream. And armrest colostrum contains the highest levels of SIG-A and IgG to ensure your most fortified first line of protection. It's sustainably sourced. And it's important to know that you want to mix colostrum only with cold liquids or foods or dry scoop it into your mouth. This is also great for the oral microbiome. And we've worked out a special offer for my everyday wellness community where you can receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash Cynthia15 or enter Cynthia15 to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash Cynthia15. You definitely want to check it out. So that, that was a, a big deal because I, I, you know, I, I really enjoy my vets. They're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. And, and imagining that you are inspiring a whole generation of people that have served our country to live healthier lifestyles. And I'd love to pivot a little bit. And, you know, from in, in your clinical opinion, what are the things that people that have, you know, either acute or chronic autoimmune disorders and or the general public, what are some of the things they can be doing right now? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I I think we should comment on, we have many young people in Mm -hmm. college students who think like, 
I, I don't have to worry about this because the young people, the children, young adults, they don't get bad disease. They often get mild disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, we just had grand rounds on the COVID uh, uh, virus, the pandemic. And one of the researchers there has been, uh, that's his area of research for the last mm-hmm. uh, 15 years. And so he was reviewing the data uh, out of China, out of Italy, uh, in South Korea. Mm-hmm. 8% of the uh, folks in the uh, uh, 20 to 39 year olds get uh, serious COVID, Mm -hmm. 8%. We're not talking about that. And we're not talking about that. So even though you're young, even though, yeah, most of the time you're gonna be fine, 8% being ill enough to be in the hospital is a lot of people. And that if you were 60, now it's 20%. Well, -hmm. I'm 64, so like, you know, that, that got my attention. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, 20%. Uh, that's a very big deal. So, uh, you know, I am uh, deeply concerned about all these college students who went off on spring break to wherever oh, they went. Yeah. Uh, and they're drinking and partying and having a good time, feeling like, well, um, it's going to be fine. And it will be for many of them. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, they'll come back home, see their parents. It will not and be fine for their them. parents. Yeah. won't be fine for the grandparents. And for 8% of those kids, and that's a lot, it yeah. won't be fine for them either. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's another part of the reason why uh, all these universities said, we got to close uh, the schools mm-hmm. and have no contact with these students when they come back so they don't infect the community and the professors and everyone else and each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is so vital that we all pay profound attention, all of our state and local uh, uh, health officials, public health officials uh, and governors are now beginning to listen to the public health authorities watching these exponential growths of cases, which three weeks later are then followed by the hospital admissions Mm-hmm. which then the following week are followed by the intensive care unit admissions. Mm-hmm. And what people are, what, what many, many young people aren't realizing, the people who are on the ventilators are the young people. Right. Because the 60-year-olds right. are left to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and I think, you know, it's interesting for me. I live in the Washington, D.C. suburbs. So obviously, you know, well-educated uh, group of individuals. And every day in the afternoon, I take one or two of my dogs on a three-mile loop in the neighborhood, uh, you know, making sure I'm not close to anyone, but it's good for us to get outside. One of my children usually rides a bike. And yesterday I was stunned to see large groups of teenagers congregating together very close, you know, closely together, both at the park and uh, while I was walking through the neighborhood. And I came home and I I put a a message out on Facebook and just said, the social distancing is real. And if we think about the fact that I I recognize it's harder as your children get older, you know, teens, young adults, um, they feel like they're impervious, they're Teflon, you know, they'll never get sick. Uh, But that, that, you know, lack of concern uh, can be hugely problematic. What, and um, I, I'm also mindful that our biology is such that our brain is wired for pleasure, mm-hmm. for comfort, 
Uh, and so we have very strong biology that gets us to do things that are pleasurable. That's why we have sex and makes babies. And that's vital for, <laughs> that's vital for our species. You've got to yes. have sex and have babies. That's, that's yes. absolutely vital. So it, it's good that we like doing things that are pleasurable. It's good that we like to eat food. That is vital for the species. Mm-hmm. We have lots of biology that makes us do that. We will occasionally endure pain. Mm-hmm. We will occasionally run, be willing to run into uh, a battlefield or run into a burning house to save someone or something that we care so deeply about that be, even before I even think about it, I'm running into that house to mm-hmm. save that person. Uh, and so right now, the adults realize that we're saving our society mm-hmm. <laughs> by right. running to that house uh, and enduring the economic pain that we are, as a society are enduring mm-hmm. by uh, shutting down our economies. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, well, we, we've not been clear enough to uh, the folks who don't, who don't have uh, the judgment to realize that we are saving our society mm-hmm. by uh, uh, avoiding each other right now by uh, doing distance uh, activities. We, we will get there. Uh, un- unfortunately, the, the price that we may pay in this process uh, is that more people are going to um, have severe COVID, end mm-hmm. up in the hospital, end up in ICUs. Uh, uh, the older individuals um, will uh, be triaged to die. Uh, and we'll still have just an enormous consequence uh, to the healthcare system and how uh, our government officials, hospital officials navigate this. I, you know, I, I don't know, and I'm, I'm actually relieved I'm not having to uh, think about that. Uh, <laughs> but, I, but I am thinking a lot about empowering all of us who are sitting here mm-hmm. uh, at home to realize there is a great deal that is under your control that can make it much less likely that you're going to be having a severe reaction that will mean that you'll have to go to the hospital uh, and have a a breathing difficulty, need an intensive care unit. So in addition to staying away from all of my friends and being at least six feet away from them, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trying to be sure that everyone knows to do everything that you can do so you don't become a burden on the healthcare system, which means all this diet and lifestyle stuff. Hi all, it's Kelly. As you probably know, Cynthia and I love eating healthy. We are also busy moms and entrepreneurs who don't always have time to shop for the best ingredients. If like us, you're trying to eat clean, but you don't necessarily have the time to go out shopping and deal with crowds and even search for the best organic foods, we have a solution for you. What if you could easily pick out the best ingredients online and have the meal delivered right to your door? You can with Sunbasket. Cynthia and I both rely on Sunbasket at various times when our life gets busy to help us provide good, high-quality meals for our family. With Sunbasket, you can cook healthy, delicious dinners with organic produce, premium ingredients, and delicious flavors that are delivered right to your door. All you have to do is choose your desired meal plan, and there are a lot of different meal plans to choose from, including the gluten-free plan, which Cynthia and I use regularly. You can customize it the way you want it, and you can have all the ingredients in your recipe ready to go. Sunbasket has organic produce, clean products, 
and they're a proud certified organic handler. So if you want to put your meal planning on autopilot to eat well all week, visit our link in the description to get started with Sunbasket today. And I think that's such an important distinction. Uh, you know, I, I was saying the other day that we need to be thinking as a community and not as individuals. And yes, it's not fun to be cooped up in your home, but we're going to flip the flip the stitch. Or we're going to reframe the way that we're thinking about this so that we can make, you know, maybe it's the time to tackle that to-do list. Maybe it's time to clean something in your house that you've been avoiding doing, you know, spending more time with your loved ones if you have the opportunity to do that. So, you know, there's, uh, correct. Um, I, I think... Uh, it's, the events in our lives are simply events. It's the meaning we ascribe to those events that uh, determine is the event uh, uh, pleasurable, is it painful, is it uh, exquisitely painful, or is it neutral? Uh, and uh, a, a profound illustration of that uh, for me, when I uh, teach at my seminar, I, t- I talk about uh, my uh, pregnancy with my daughter, mm-hmm. which originally started out as twins. Uh, and so I, I was so ex- I was a little scared, but thrilled to, uh, to be pregnant. A little nervous about you know having twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when I started spotting uh, at about twelve, uh, thirteen weeks, uh, uh, and then ended up uh, losing one twin. Of course, that was a, a very grievous moment, uh, and uh, intensely uh, sad. Uh, but you know, life went on, and I continued carried the pregnancy. And then, you know, I ended up uh, incredibly ill, um, uh, was, had uh, severe headaches, severe joint pains, ended up uh, admitted at 30 weeks, uh, and, and ended up having severe preeclampsia, placental abruption, and oh, a, wow. a cataclysmic uh, C-section under local. I, and wow. I remember my, my thoughts as I was going off, my surgeon said, Terry, you're bleeding to death. We're going to do the surgery right now under local. Uh, and uh, we don't have time for the anesthesia. Uh, we just have to go now. Wow. And so I'm thinking, like, dear God, my son's going to be an orphan. What have I, you know, what have I done? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, I, I survived. My son survived, um, and I had uh, a little girl. Uh, and apparently, I was delirious for 24 hours. Had I didn't know who anyone was, but then you know, I perked up, and I come back. Uh, to, to, in six weeks to see my OB-GYN. Uh, and Jen uh, tells me, you know, Terry, uh, I think you should know that the loss of your twin at 12 weeks certainly saved your daughter's life and probably saved your life as well. Wow. And so that was really quite profound. And I, and I realized now the loss of that twin, which was a very... Uh, sad, painful, poignant uh, points in my life. It's still sad, it's still poignant, but I also understand that it was also this life-saving gift mm-hmm. that had that not happened, uh, the uh, likelihood is that I would have gotten into severe preeclampsia much earlier. My daughter uh, might well have uh, been before viability. Uh, there might well have an attempt to... Uh, that keep the pregnancy going until she was viable mm-hmm. uh, led to a cataclysmic uh, event for me that uh, could have easily killed us both. Uh, so what we have to keep in mind is the events of our lives are simply events. We are all going through this incredibly challenging event. Uh, 
how we choose to frame it is going to determine is our cortisol level going up or not. Mm-hmm. And yes, there are, are, are painful things that we're having to endure, losses we're having to endure. Uh, but if we can keep thinking about what are the opportunities, the gifts, what can I learn? Mm-hmm. Uh, how can I find some uh, joyful meaning in all of this? It greatly uh, reduces the negative physiology and it makes it more likely that my health will be maintained as I go through this. Such important distinctions. Now, tell us, you know, what are you doing day to day differently now than you were before COVID became an issue over the last several weeks? Are you doing well, anything differently? Uh, I'm going to tell you the things that I'm doing that are the same, okay. and then we'll talk about what's different. I get up early. Uh, I uh, meditate. Uh, then I go do my exercise routine. And this morning it was a, uh, a swim. Uh, and I, I'm privileged enough that I have an endless pool in my home. So I got in my pool and I swam. I do my uh, strengthening, conditioning uh, in the pool. I do stretching in the pool. Then I get into my uh, near-infrared sauna and uh, do some uh, pleasurable reading. Uh, and then I uh, have you know, finish my tea and I get on with my day, which of course today is uh, chatting with you. And so today I'm going to be doing podcast all day long, uh, talking mm-hmm. about this kind of topic actually. Uh, and uh, then this evening I will make supper. Uh, and I, I'm incredibly mindful that I don't want to waste food. So mm-hmm. I was sort of checking out the refrigerator. I said, nope, we have enough food. We're going to just do remake our leftovers and we're having that. And tomorrow we're going to have uh, bison tongue, uh, by the way. So I'm sort of planning my food so that we plan for leftovers. We mm-hmm. are very committed to uh, zero food waste. Uh, and uh, then uh, another uh, part of our family tradition is to talk about uh, uh, something that we're grateful for. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, we'll do uh, that. Uh, then uh, this evening, I will uh, do um, uh, my what I call my electrified body routine. Uh, so I have uh, my E-STEM uh, 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 unit on, and I'm getting uh, another round of E-STEM in the evening. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I uh, meditate and go off to bed. So what am I doing that's different? More podcasts related to COVID. So that's, <laughs> uh, uh, that's uh, certainly different. And I'm uh, spending more time uh, thinking about Today's podcast is sponsored by NutriSense. It combines cutting edge technology and human expertise so you can see how your body responds to different types of nutrition, stress, exercise, sleep, and where you are in your menstrual cycle in real time. And by pairing a continuous glucose monitor with their app and expert nutritional guidance, NutriSense can help you reach your health goals. And the best part is it's not just a program where they send you the CGM and you have to figure it out on your own. Each subscription plan includes one month of free expert nutritionist support. Your nutritionist will work with you one-on-one interpreting your data 
and providing customized advice to help you reach your health goals. The last time I had my CGM on, my registered dietitian and I troubleshooted over some specific concerns that I had. And whether you're aiming to lose weight, stabilize your energy, or just feel better overall, NutriSense offers the guidance and support you need. And lasting sustainable change takes time and can be achieved through a longer term subscription. That's why I encourage my patients and clients to consider three, six, or 12-month subscriptions where it's actually less expensive and allows you to not only achieve your goals, but also to ensure that you stick to your healthy lifestyle for the long term. As I've mentioned before, I have found the CGMs I have used through NutriSense to be incredibly insightful, specifically to carbohydrate tolerance. I would not have known that plantains spiked my blood sugar without this information. It's also been hugely helpful for tailoring to workouts and sleep quality. And so for me, even though I am metabolically healthy, I find the insights to be particularly helpful to tailor my lifestyle changes to my blood sugar. Visit NutriSense.io slash EWP and use the code E. WP for $30 off plus one month of free nutritionist support. Be sure to let them know you're a listener of the Everyday Wellness Podcast when they ask you how you heard about them. This is one of my favorite ways to take care of my health and one of my top recommendations for all of my patients and clients. Do you find yourself struggling to get a good night's sleep? If so, you may be dealing with a hidden mineral deficiency. It is not at all uncommon in perimenopause and menopause to deal with sleep challenges. And we know that one of many contributory reasons for poor sleep can be a reduction in specific minerals that help regulate sleep quality, including magnesium, which is involved in GABA, which is our body's main calming neurotransmitter. We also know that we need potassium to create melatonin. And this is a hormone that is a master antioxidant, but is also utilized to help induce sleep We also think about things like zinc, which can balance excitatory neurotransmitters like glutamate. And if it's overactive, meaning if your glutamate levels are too high, it can prevent your brain from becoming more relaxed and inducing sleep. And lastly, selenium increases both our deep sleep and sleep duration. All these minerals matter a lot for sleep and any imbalances or deficits can have a major impact on the quality of sleep you get each night. And that's why I love Beam Minerals. They offer a full spectrum mineral supplement that gives you every essential mineral your body needs in the right doses, all in a highly absorbable liquid form. All you do is take a shot of bean minerals about an hour before bed. Don't worry, it tastes like water. And you'll replenish all of your body's minerals in about 30 seconds and give your brain what it needs for deep restorative sleep. I've been using this product over the last several months. I've really been impressed with the improvement in my sleep metrics, which I like to share on social media with my followers. And if you want a simple way to improve your sleep, head over to www.beaminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. That's www.beaminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. How can I take these profoundly challenging time Mm -hmm. and what is the opportunity for things that I can learn, things that I can teach my community, things that I could use to uh, help people understand why 
it is so uh, vital for them to address their diet and lifestyle now. Mm-hmm. You know, it, when I think of, you know, when I was a very conventional internal medicine doc, it was often in the moment of crises that my patients would be willing to like, I'm going to stop smoking because right. I, I, I just had a heart attack. You know what? You're right. Smoking no longer makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that I became overtly diabetic. Uh, and I discovered that my, my blood sugar is 400. Okay, I, I, I am radically finally changing my diet. Um, or that uh, if uh, a family has a, um, a, a severe mental health crisis with a, mm-hmm. some member in the family. And so now the family will, will make these lifestyle interventions as a family. So it's in the moment of crises that finally the pain of inaction is so great we realize, like, I am willing to give up today's pleasure. I am willing to run into that burning house because I care so deeply about that person. Uh, and so I, th- this is a really hard time for us all. No one wants mm-hmm. to see this level of pain to our society, this level of economic pain to my fellow travelers uh, in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, but... And so I, I spend a lot of time thinking about like, okay, what are the gifts? What are the opportunities? And, and, you know, and Cynthia, part of this, you know, what in my previous life, as I was getting more and more disabled and life was so difficult, you know, I, I'm having trigeminal neuralgia, these electrical face mm-hmm. pains. Yeah. That's very difficult. Uh, I'm having um, uh, more disability. I'm in a tilt recline wheelchair. Mm-hmm. That's difficult. I'm clearly getting steadily worse. That's difficult. Mm-hmm. And how I wanted to raise my kids, you know, to be economically uh, and emotionally successful. And I thought I was going to do that teaching them taekwondo and whitewater rafting and mountaineering mm-hmm. and wilderness trekking. And it was pretty quick that I was like, well, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that their success was so important to me. Mm-hmm. So I kept having to think like, okay, what can I learn? How can I still teach them? How can I still teach them? And yeah, it slowly became apparent that what I could teach them is that life's not fair, mm-hmm. but I got up and I did my little workout, which kept getting smaller every year. And I would go to work and they would have more chores and more responsibility. And they're young people that they are. They, at you know, age-appropriate times, would get really mad that they had these household chores and were doing laundry mm-hmm. and none of their friends knew anything about laundry soap or dryers. <laughs> and this is not fair. And they're stamping their feet. And I'm going, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So not fair. So not fair. Yeah. And I go like, yep. And, you know, it's really not fair that I have MS and I can't do these things. Mm-hmm. But that's how life is. These are your chores. I can't do them. I'm going to keep going to work. And um, you have to get those done today. And, you know, they'd stamp their feet and say, Mom, I think you are glad you have MS so you can lecture me about chores. Oh. <laughs> and, of course, they're both horrified now that I, I tell that story. And mm. I reassure them that, you know, that's age appropriate. Right. Uh, and um, as you and I are, are frustrated and upset with our young people, our mm-hmm. teens and our young people that they are congregating, thinking they're invincible, out partying and uh, at, with schools uh, out, probably having sex more than we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
uh, that, that's age appropriate. Uh, we'll have to somehow uh, help them understand. Um, it, we have to keep talking. Uh, and we may need our governments to be more emphatic uh, on the restrictions, more emphatic uh, on the consequences uh, to uh, change that behavior. Uh, but so I, I digress a little bit, forgive me. No, no, no. I think it's really valuable. And, and I think anyone that's listening will be able to find a connection with their own personal life. We all, you know, many of us have children that are really pushing back or family members. I have parents that are in their seventies and they don't understand that they should not be going to the grocery store. And so I'm, I'm feeling like I'm talking, I, I'm in the sandwich generation. I've got parents in their seventies and I've got teenagers and having to have the same conversation with both groups of individuals uh, is uh, definitely challenging. But I would love for you to touch on, um, you know, when we're really talking about, and, and I know that this is something that you're really known for, when we're talking about those really nutrient-dense foods, what are the things people should be thinking about when yeah. they're putting their meals together that are going to support their bodies and uh, their their health? Okay, so first thing we're gonna talk about things to remove. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's very clear if your blood sugar is high, uh, that your immune cells are, are severely compromised. So you want to go on a lower carbohydrate diet uh, and you want the carbs to be very slow carbs. Um, so get rid of the sugar, get rid of the white flour, uh, the whipped bread, uh, uh, the uh, chips, uh, the processed foods. And I would probably be much more low to moderate carb. I, 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 don't, I would not want you to be ketogenic necessarily. Um, but you can think of non-starchy vegetables, uh, I, uh, fruit, if you have any, I would limit it to maybe one serving a day. Mm-hmm. I, and that, so that's the, the first uh, big recommendation. Uh, if you have an autoimmune issue, I would also take out gluten, dairy, and eggs, uh, mm-hmm. just because that can be very inflammatory uh, for you. Then let's talk about what you need to be eating. Uh, we need to have maximal nutrient density. Uh, we have uh, we have to have our immune cells uh, fully primed, fully ready to go. Um, so uh, a, a really uh, important nutrient is vitamin C. Another important nutrient will be vitamin A. Mm-hmm. Uh, another uh, key nutrient will be zinc, iodine, and selenium. So. Uh, we'll talk about how we'd get this with food. So um, we'll talk about vitamin A. Uh, vitamin A, uh, the preformed version of that is called retinol. And the best source of that is liver. So I, I'm telling people have liver once a week. Um, you know, uh, Lamb's liver uh, uh, is, is the most ideal. Uh, chicken liver is fine. But any of these livers, if you can't get yourself to do that, then I would have organ meat capsules with the goal of six to eight ounces a week. Uh, That liver will also provide uh, very uh, easily absorbed minerals, uh, zinc uh, and copper, Um, uh, uh, very, very important. Uh, uh, We need those minerals, uh, again, for our immune cells. Uh, You need vitamin C, uh, and we don't really get vitamin C in animal products. Uh, so you need to have uh, plant products for the vitamin C. The three best sources of vitamin C are greens. So uh, any greens. And right now, I'm sort of preferring my uh, all my food cooked. All my food cooked. Mm-hmm. I you know, 
um, I'm getting more and more uneasy with having anything raw. I'd much rather yeah. have it cooked. Um, I just feel way more comfortable, not only with who handled it outside of my home, but who handled it inside my home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, better to have things cooked. So I'd rather have uh, cooked greens. Uh, citrus would also be uh, a good source of greens. Uh, 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 berries can be a good source of, uh, uh, pardon me, uh, a good source of vitamin C. Berries can have some uh, vitamin C. And sauerkraut. Um, our uh, navies uh, had sailors dine of scurvy for mm-hmm. um, hundreds of years. And it was uh, one captain that figured out uh, uh, citrus, uh, given uh, a quarter teaspoon of citrus to the sailors every day, uh, uh, reduced the death of scurvies. A different captain figured out that sauerkraut would do that. And so it became uh, a required requirement to have barrels of sauerkraut uh, and uh, uh, lemon and limes. Uh, so, so, so some captains went down the lemon and lime route. Other captains went down the sauerkraut route. Our uh, ancestral mothers, um, maybe fathers, but mostly mothers, probably made the sauerkraut mm-hmm. uh, and provisioned with root vegetables, uh, salted meats, and sauerkraut uh, over the winter. Uh, and sauerkraut is a great source of vitamin C. So uh, we're, we're getting lots of cabbages. My, my refrigerator is full of cabbages. I'm making lots of sauerkraut. We've got uh, six quarts. Uh, And um, I'll probably, I have a few more cabbages on hand. So as the uh, uh, sauerkraut gets fully um, uh, fermented, uh, I give it a week, then I uh, make uh, another batch. Um, Because I want people eating lots and lots of sauerkraut for the vitamin C. Uh, and for the probiotics, we know yeah. the probiotics um, speak to the immune cells in my gut, and my I need my immune cells to be balanced. I need them to react appropriately to viral and bacterial threats, and I need them to not go berserk with cytokine storm. One of again, one of the best tools I have is a healthy gut, healthy microbiome. And uh, having a cup or two of sauerkraut every day is, a, a, again, a food-based strategy for doing that. Uh, uh, zinc, um, again, organ meat's really good. If you have access to uh, oysters, mussels, clams, uh, that would be good. Um, uh, so that's uh, another possibility. Um, uh, those are uh, the most uh, critical things. Get rid of the sugar, high glycemic index foods, non-starchy vegetables, fermented foods, organ meat. Uh, you could th- uh, consider supplements uh, if you did supplements. Oh, one other thing, forgive me. Um, I, I would also get a little bit of seaweed for the iodine and mm-hmm. uh, a selenium. Uh, uh, you want to have a Brazil nut uh, every day for the selenium. Uh, so... If you want to take some additional supplements, vitamin C, uh, zinc, um, uh, I think would be two that I would uh, think about. Uh, a kelp capsule a couple times a week, because uh, so you, you don't want to be iodine depleted uh, during this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, those would be fine. Uh, food, however, is absolutely the most powerful, the most critical. 
Well, I love that message and I'm so grateful for you carving time out of your very, very busy schedule to connect with our listeners this morning. Thank you so much for Dr. Walls. Now, I would love for you to share the easiest way for people to find you. Obviously, we'll have all your links posted underneath the podcast episode, but what's the easiest way to find you? So go to Terry Walls, T-E-R-R-Y, Walls, W-A-H-L-S.com. And if you add forward slash diet, there's a one-page handout. Uh, that talks about uh, the principles. And the principles that I teach for the autoimmune patient will be great for everyone right now to, re- mm-hmm. to improve their resilience against um, uh, any kind of uh, infectious risk. Thank you so much. And I'm glad that this time I was able to capture your array of poop emoji stuffed animals on your bookshelf, <laughs> which we will make sure are included on the YouTube. Thanks so much, Dr. Walls. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Everyday Wellness. If you loved this episode, please leave us a rating and review, subscribe, and remember, tell a friend. And if you want to connect with us online, visit the link in the show notes. Just as you carefully choose the cut of meat or freshness of produce that you cook at home, you should carefully choose chemical-free cookware that provides a healthy and safe cooking experience. The materials in 360 cookware are safe, sustainable, and of the highest quality. Their cookware is 100% free from any toxic chemicals as the company produces quality stainless steel cookware and bakeware without added chemicals, and all are manufactured in the United States. It's also the leading manufacturer that equips kitchens with cookware and bakeware that are free of all of the toxic chemicals and coatings, including PFAS, Teflon, and ceramic. And the best thing is that when used properly, the product's construction provides nonstick properties in a product that can be passed down through generations. Go to www.360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. Again, that's 360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. We've been using their products over the last several months and have really been pleased with not only the durability, but ease of cleanliness.